Good morning, church. That's right. You remember, you are, each and every one of you, and all together, the church. Now may I say, happy birthday, church. Today we both celebrate and honor Golden Beach Community Church, its people, its ministry, and its impact. And as a part of our birthday, and in particular our anniversary celebrations, each week I like to ask couples what advice they have for the rest of us. And so this afternoon at 3 p.m., people who have called Golden Beach Community Church their home, their second home, their summer home, or simply a friend, will gather here to share in some of the memories they have been made in over the past 40-plus years. 43 is, is a relatively young number in terms of a congregation, but I can attest from just the past seven years what it means to, to Sherry and I and how many good memories we have. And as I was looking through the photo albums, I've pretty much seen your entire life, Becky, documented. Yes. Patrick, too. <laughs> But I hope you'll join us this afternoon to share yet another memory made here at Golden Beach. This morning, we're going to talk about legacy, the non-tangible things that we pass on um, through the way we live. As we look back on our own life, we can identify some of the influence that people and circumstances have had on us and, and perhaps we've had on others. Um, how many people can name two or more of their school teachers? Yeah, yeah, we can Candace, I know you can because he's sitting in the front row. <laughs> Still calls him Mr. Van Eyten after all these years, right? Think about that. I don't know how often teachers think about the influence they have, but yet we can remember their names and a lot about them. They're, they're such an influence. And, and so more often than not, you have an influence on people around you and you may never know what it is. So that's the kind of thing that I'm calling our legacy. And, and just like our teachers, you have the same opportunity to both leave an impression and influence others. And as we reflect on the importance of leaving a positive legacy, we must remember that our, our time on earth is temporary. We know that. But the impact we make can be eternal. Our legacy is not just about the here and now. It extends far beyond our lifespan. We have the opportunity to shape the world for future generations and leave a lasting imprint of God's love and grace, not only on our friends and family, but others that we meet along the way. And we're going to look at this from two approaches, our, our personal legacy and our responsibility in the legacy of the church. In order to leave a positive legacy, we must first examine our own lives. Are we living in alignment with God's word? Are our actions and choices reflecting the character of Christ? Is the impression that we're leaving, giving on other people about who we are and the importance of the things that are important to us and the world in general, are they a positive legacy? Psalm 1, 1 through 3 reminds us, it says, Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. When our lives are firmly rooted in God's truth, we can bear fruit that blesses others and glorifies God. And leaving a positive legacy involves intentional living. This was last year's ministry theme for the church. Intentional living requires us to be mindful of our interactions with others, to be agents of reconciliation, forgiveness, and to demonstrate love and compassion in a world that is quite frankly broken. Jesus emphasized the importance of love when he said in John 13, 34 through 35, he says, a new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
Our love for one another is a testament to our faith and a powerful testimony to the world. But know that leaving a positive legacy is not just about individual acts of kindness, but it's about being a part of a larger community, the body of, of Christ. And this church plays a vital role in shaping society and impacting future generations, or, or at least it should. Acts 2, 42 through 40, 40, Acts 2, 42 through 47 illustrates the early church's commitment to fellowship. They were committed to fellowship with each other and to worship and to teaching and caring for one another. Their unity and devotion to God's purpose resulted in tremendous growth and influence and great blessings for the Lord from the Lord for and through them. By actively participating in the life of the church, we contribute to its collective legacy of love, truth, and transformation. And that's apparent on Sundays like this when we celebrate the church's history and legacy. 43 years ago, a completely different group of people got together. We'll talk about that at three. I came across a sign-up sheet, just like every church function starts with a sign-up sheet, right? And it was at the community center, and it said, who would be interested in having a church in the community? That's how great things are started. So by participating in things like that then, and along the way, and now, you can contribute to its collective legacy. What we're enjoying and experiencing here and what everybody along the way has experienced and been blessed by as we've helped people in the community and people been married here and, and memorialized here was started with that legacy. Let's realize that leaving a positive legacy is not an option but a, a divine calling. Our lives are interconnected and the choices we make have a ripple effect that can extend far beyond our immediate surroundings and extend beyond our imagination. As individuals and as a part of the church, let's embrace the responsibility and privilege of leaving a positive legacy. Well-lived lives are marked by things such as love and service and stewardship and a, and a fervent commitment to sharing the gospel. And through the intentional faithfulness, we impact the world, inspire future generations, and ultimately bring glory to God. To leave a positive legacy, we must also consider the power of our words. Proverbs 18.21 tells us, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its flesh. Our words have the potential to build up or tear down, to encourage or to discourage. Let us always choose our words wisely, speaking in truth, kindness and grace through your words you can inspire motivate and bring hope to those around you leaving a legacy of encouragement and affirmation if i were to ask you about those teachers i would say most of them were positive experiences where you can remember some of the smiles and the words of encouragement and dare i say back then they could actually give you a hug right leaving a positive legacy requires perseverance and resilience at times in the faces of challenges and adversity, we must remain steadfast in our commitment to God's purpose. Galatians 6, 9 encourages us. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So even when your efforts seem unnoticed or when obstacles arise, you can trust that God is working through your faithfulness. Your perseverance in doing good and standing firm in your convictions can inspire others to do the same, leaving a legacy of faith and perseverance. And as we strive to leave a positive legacy, we must not overlook the importance of humility. Jesus exemplified humility throughout his life, ultimately humbling himself to the point of death on the cross. 
Philippians 2, 3 through 4 urges us, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Humility allows you to prioritize the needs of others, to serve selflessly, and to build relationships based on genuine love and care. Through your humility, you leave a legacy of Christ-like character and servant leadership. Leaving a legacy involves the intentional passing on of your faith to the next generation. Psalm 78.4 reminds us, it says, We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. We have a responsibility to share our faith with others who come after us, to mentor, to teach, and guide them in their own journey with God. By investing in the lives of young or new believers, you contribute to a legacy of faith that continues to impact and transform lives long after you are gone. Notice I didn't say young believers, but new believers. Some people don't have the chance or don't take that chance until later in life. We can't overlook every opportunity to help someone connect. Leaving a positive legacy also requires us to embrace forgiveness and reconciliation. In a world filled with conflict and division, we have the opportunity to be agents of peace and humility. I'll call it not only an opportunity, but an obligation. Jesus teaches us in Matthew 5, 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. As followers of Christ, we are called to pursue reconciliation, to forgive others as we have been forgiven, and to seek harmony in our relationships. By embodying forgiveness and promoting unity, you can leave behind a legacy of healing and restoration, things the world desperately needs. Leaving a positive legacy means living a life of integrity and character. Proverbs 27 says, The righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are their children after them. Our actions and our choices should align with God's principles and reflect the righteousness of Christ. When you live with integrity, you inspire trust and admiration in others. Your legacy becomes a testimony to the transforming power of God in your life, and it paves the way for future generations to follow in your footsteps, whether they're your own children's or, or someone else's. And leaving a legacy, this pod requires us to prioritize eternal values over temporary gains. Jesus cautions us. He says this in Matthew 6, 19. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. We've heard this before. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. The legacy we lived or leave is not measured by the material possessions or worldly achievements, but by our impact on the lives of others and their faithfulness to God's kingdom. Let us invest our time, energy, and resources in building God's kingdom and making a lasting difference in the lives of those around us. Simply stated, our goal is to get to heaven and take as many people as we can with us. Leaving a positive legacy demands a life surrender to God's will. Now, this is that good kind of surrender. This isn't the, I give up. Well, maybe it is, because we're going to give up trying to do it our way. But this is more like I turn it over to the one that can and should control. We must seek his guidance, wisdom, and empowerment. We must ask for it, and then we must listen for it. In Proverbs 3, 5, 6, we're encouraged. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. 
See, when you submit your life to God, he guides you on a path that leads to impact, influence, and a legacy that honors him. And as followers of Christ, we're called to be light and salt in the world, leaving an indelible mark, one that can't be removed or lightened or blemished or changed in any way. When we are that light and that salt in the world, we leave this mark on the lives of others we touch. And as with the church, as a church with an ongoing legacy, that we are in some macro ways that we are guiding the ministries and may exist in the community. Let me say that different. As a church with an ongoing legacy, there are some macro ways, some big picture ways that can guide our ministries in the way we exist in the community. So I've thought of five, perhaps you could think of others, but I thought of five that, that the church can leave a legacy. First is the legacy of influence. Our ministries have the power to influence others, leaving an everlasting impact on future generations of what we did and why we did it. Proverbs 11.30 says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and whoever captures souls is wise. Our righteous actions, our words and attitudes can bear fruit that bless others and lead them to Christ. Just as a tree provides shade and shelter, our positive influence as a church can bring comfort and hope to those around us. Second is legacy, a life of service. As members of the church, we are called to serve one another and the world with love and compassion. In Matthew 20, 26 to 28, Jesus teaches, he says, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first of you must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We are called to imitate Christ's sacrificial love and selfless service, using our gifts and talents to make a difference in the lives of others. That is one of the legacies we actually have named, right? Our, our funds, the, the LLM fund, the SWAN fund, our legacy gifts started by individuals who wanted a legacy within the church to care for others, a legacy that exists today. That reminds me of a quote from Maya Angelou. She wrote, I've learned that people will forget what you said, Maybe, maybe not, right? There's that forgiveness. <laughs> people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Now, I might argue with parts of that, but I think the last sentence is absolutely true. People will never forget how you made them feel. There is an enormous amount of influence in your legacy. How are you making them feel? Welcomed, loved, resented, right? We know what we should be doing. Third, as a church, the legacy is the stewardship of resources. We are entrusted with the various resources and blessing by God, the, the building, our finances, uh, our time, our energy. And it is our responsibility to use each of them wisely for the benefit of others. First Peter 4.10 reads, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now that's each of us individually, each one of us, but each of us collectively to use this. Whether it be our time, our finances, or our skills, let us employ them in a manner that brings glory to God and blesses those in need. And fourth, planting seeds of faith. Leaving a positive legacy also involves sowing the seeds of faith in the lives of others. And as we live out our faith and share the gospel, we have the opportunity to impact eternity. Have you thought about that? What you're doing matters more than just this moment. Mark 6, 15, Jesus that commands us, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We have been entrusted with the greatest message of hope, 
And by sharing it, we can change lives and influence generations to come. Friends, don't keep the good news to yourself. And finally, embrace unity in the church. As members of the body of Christ, our legacy extends beyond our individual impact. Together is not just a congregation of people, but as a united church, a collection of people. We have the power to leave a lasting legacy of love, unity, and in truth. In Ephesians 4.3, the apostle Paul presses us to be eager to maintain unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Now, we don't agree on everything, but we agree on some really, really important truths, don't we? When we focus on those things, we are united for a message and a legacy that will change the world. And when we come together in harmony, supporting and uplifting one another, we can change the world through our collective witness. Let's be mindful of the legacy we're leaving behind. As individuals, we have the power to influence lives, to serve others, to, to steward resources and to plant seeds of faith. And as a united church, we can leave a powerful legacy that shines brightly and brings transformation to the world around us. May our lives be characterized by love, humility, and unwavering commitment to God's truth. Let us strive to leave a legacy individually and also to be a part of a legacy collectively that points others to Christ, bringing glory to God and impacting generations to come. We all have some level of influence on others, regardless of our job, our social status, or anything else. We have people in our lives that we knowingly, unknowingly, intentionally or unintentionally leave an impression. We all do. My challenge for us this week is to ask ourselves, what kind of legacy are we creating? From his second letter to his young protege, Timothy, we read these words. This is from Paul. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship and do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. I want to pause here. wonder how many times in history someone has read this and said, he's talking about right now. Look what's going on in the world with politics and, and the social issues and all that stuff. People want to turn to the stuff that, that suits their need or their want or their desires and not to the truth. When the same truth tells us that everyone loves, is loved, and matters. Yet we seek that explanation for that elsewhere. But, but Paul continues this legacy to Timothy. He says, he knows his time is drawing near, right? So he's thinking about that. He says, for I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. And here's the words we hear and we think of. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but to also to all who have longed for his appearing. My prayer is that each one of us can confidently make that statement that the Apostle Paul made as he was asking himself that same question. What can I do? What kind of legacy am I creating? And I want to be able at the end, whenever that moment is, 
Say, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. I want you to be able to say the same thing, that we haven't missed a single opportunity to do what's good and right, not necessarily what's popular and comfortable. If not, then now's a good time to start. If you don't know what that means, now's a good time to dive in and ask God, what is it that I need to be doing different and better to leave the kind of legacy not only he wants us to leave, that we want to leave as well. There's a song recorded by a Christian artist, Nicole Nordham, and it's actually fairly old. And it's called Legacy, and it talks a little bit about this balance of, of our personal attention and balancing wanting to do something of meaning. So if you'll indulge me, we're just going to listen to that song for a minute. We'll come back and close with a prayer. podcast gets cranky when I uh, put full songs on there, so I won't be able to do that, but if you're listening online, the song is Legacy by Nicole Nordeman, but I love the, the message of the chorus. I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? Did I choose to love? Did I point to you enough to make a mark on things? I want to leave an offering, a child of mercy and grace who blessed your name, unapologetically and leave that kind of legacy. That's our prayer. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, as we gather this Sunday, as we celebrate the 43 years in existence of of Golden Beach Community Church, more importantly, the timeless anniversary of your love for your children. And we are so proud to be called a part of that family. We understand that there is a legacy within this building. There are legacy within our families and even a legacy within our faith that go back to the beginning of time. And Lord, we thank you for all those who've put in the work along the way, who did what they need to do to leave the kind of legacy that we can celebrate our faith in this great nation, that we can celebrate and worship the way we choose to, that we can gather here in this building on this day in this beautiful part of your creation here all the families that have gone before, paved the way with their, their volunteer work, their servant heart, their financial gifts. Lord, we thank you for that. We honor them, but above all, we honor you. And, and just like our hope with the legacy we leave, thank you, Lord, for working through others. Lord, thank you again for who you are to us. It's in your son's name we pray and we celebrate this wonderful gift. Amen.